Hi, parents. Welcome to number seven in our wilderness series, What You Can Do While Your Child Is Away. This is my work in the world to coach parents in doing their own work. Because parents doing their own work while their child is doing their own work is just absolutely essential for changing unhealthy family patterns and building better relationships. Can't wait for you to listen. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hey, everybody. It is Beth and Seth, and we're here to do another tidbit about some wilderness stuff. Yes, we are. The next item in our series is what can you do as a parent while your child is in wilderness? What can be done? We're supposed to do something? (laughs) I think it's helpful. Yeah, I do. I mean, the last time I checked, parents were a part of the family dynamic. No, it's my child's fault. No, no, no. Are you sure? And no. Are you sure they're not ruining everything? And I'm not innocent. I'm pretty sure that there might be some factors that you as a parent might be contributing. I'm not, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to jump in and assume, but uh, (laughs) I think, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that there's, it takes two to tango, so to say. (laughs) That's what they say. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we have mentioned this before, but choosing a wilderness program that has a parent portion to it is a good idea. It's a good idea. It says a lot of things. It says the wilderness program understands that parents are part of the problem and can therefore be part of the solution. It says that they value family. It says a lot of things. Um, Not to say that the wilderness programs who don't provide parent programs, you know, not that, not that they're not good, but It is, I think it'd be great to look into a wilderness or an RTC or or therapy boarding school that has a parent, a healthy parent piece. Some things, again, I'm going to reiterate that you could look for is a parent education type, like a psychoeducation program. That just means you're learning how to like deal with emotions and family dynamics and that kind of thing. Um, That doesn't mean you become a psycho, a psycho (laughs) parent? (laughs) Well, that might come with the territory. Group coaching with other parents can be extremely helpful. And um, and I mean it when I say parents need to start as soon as they possibly can. There is no reason to wait in my book on getting support and coaching or therapy or whatever you need to do. I would start as soon as your kiddos in wilderness or the RTC that you're going, that they're going to, wherever they're being sent, I would start as soon as possible. I think a lot of parents feel like, okay, they're fine. They're settled. I won't do anything for a while. And I get it, but I feel like there's so much work that the parents can do that. Mm -hmm. I really do suggest starting as soon as you can. 
right? And I mean, pardon this analogy, but you know, if you take a plant that is struggling and you put it in a new environment, it starts thriving and you bring it back into the exact same environment that it was before, what are the chances that it's going to continue to thrive? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. So when kids go to wilderness, a lot of times what I would hear in the field is, well, I'm out here doing all the work. What are my parents doing? My parents are just throwing money at the problem. They, they're saying, away. they're telling me that I'm the problem, that mm-hmm. I need to just work on myself. So what are they doing? Right? Yeah. And I think those are, in some ways, some valid concerns and some valid, valid issues that they bring up. What are my parents doing? What should they be doing? And like, how can they be a part of the process in regards to what they are doing at home, working on themselves while I am here working on myself so that both people can have a greater sense of awareness and and consciousness when they come to, when, when you get reunited and you come back together. Yeah. I think it's super interesting because I think parents are like, oh man, I hope my kid's working. Oh man, I hope they're figuring themselves out. You know, and they're yep. thinking like, um, especially mo- a lot of parents, a lot of parents feel like their kids, the problem. I know I did. I totally thought my kid mm. was the problem because here I had older children that, you know, quote, were, were doing fine. Right. Right. But they right. Didn't right. have a substance abuse issue. So there you go. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. ergo, it's all my one son's fault, but it's right. It's just not true. I mean, like you think one plus one equals two, but it's not, it's just not true. It's not how it's happening. Sure. It, has, it sure. has to be the family dynamic. If that is the answer, it's the family dynamic. And, and our children are so individual. They are their own humans. So it actually oh. does make sense that you might trigger you, you and another child may have a very warm and open and quote, I hate to use the word normal, but somewhat normal relationship and then this other kiddo like the kiddo you sent to wilderness is is fraught with pain and emotions and triggers and all Mm. this stuff and it's like well that's because they're another human you know like and you're also you're also relating to them as a different human being you're not we as individuals do not react to every person in our lives the exact same way indeed right (laughs) yes indeed yeah (laughs) yeah so, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's time to realize how, how are you and how have you been reacting to them and have you been acting in the relationship? Yeah. I think it's so interesting. The kids are out in the wilderness saying, well, what are you doing parents? And then the parents are home going, well, what are you doing kid? And I'm like, isn't that, that is like human behavior 101. We want everybody else. Mm to solve the problem for us, right? Like you're the problem. And the kids are like, no, you're the problem. And if we would actually, what I feel like absolutely needs to be done is we just need to get in our own lanes, right? And take ownership of our part. Yes, that's all we need. I know that sounds simple. Um, It's simple, but it's not easy, right? It's just taking ownership of what is mine and the child to take ownership for what is theirs. And then man, then we're off and running. Then we're going somewhere. Yeah. My father has a, a great saying that I love 
repeating. And that is you're only in every relationship, you only have 50% control of the relationship. But within that 50%, the best that you can do is own 100% of that 50%. And that is what you do have control over how you are reacting, how you are interacting to the dynamic. And so staying in your lane and taking full ownership of your 50% is one of the best and most beneficial things that you can do because that's all that you have control over is that 50%. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember being, and I know I've probably mentioned this before, being really flabbergasted. What a great word that I had a part to play. I really, I, there was a moment where I was like, what, what? Right. Um, and, and it was really important for me to realize it wasn't my fault what was going on, but I did have a part to play in it. And as soon as mm-hmm. I started to consider that idea, and it was such a big difference that it was not my fault. Was I handing my child drugs? No, no, I was not. It, it's so funny. Right. That's my brain. Went, this isn't my fault. It's not my fault. That's kind of what I would say. But it's like, right. did I have a part to play? Yes. Yes, I did. In the family dynamic, of course I did. I'm the mom. You know, it, it just, it, it, I did not know. I didn't know. And I think right. many parents, just because we're just doing our, we're just trying to figure it out, don't understand that they mm-hmm. do have a part to play. It sounds so obvious, but I have so much compassion and empathy for mm-hmm. parents who maybe don't know yet. It's okay. Right. But you, you right. do have a part and taking responsibility is so rewarding. It truly mm-hmm. is so helpful to just mm-hmm. see your part. That is what the work that I would love for you to be doing while your child's at wilderness. It's, Absolutely. You know, the, your kiddo has a therapist. They have a group. They're, they're dealing with mother nature who has like the most impeccable boundaries. So they are doing their work and it's time for you to do yours. And is it going to be easy? No, but I promise, Mm -hmm. promise it will change so many things if you dive in and do your work. So we're just going to go into that a little bit. It's like time to take inventory of what, what am I like? This is such great questions. Like, what am I doing that's working? What am I doing that's not working? Just simple questions. Um, mm-hmm. am I showing up as the parent I want to be and how am I showing up as a parent? I don't want to be just being right. willing to ask yourself, yourselves, these questions that kind of hit, hit everything. Uh, how do I say that better? Um, both sides of the coin, right? What am I doing? Well, right. what am I doing not well, what am I doing? That's working. What am I doing? That's not working. What do I tend to think and say that trigger? What do I tend to think and say that is more helpful? That kind of thing. What's helpful? What's unhelpful? One of the really important things, I think, is recognizing the difference between roles and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is definitely a whole nother podcast <laughs> that we are going to do. Um, but, but briefly, yeah. the relationship is what I think about another person. Like at the time, I thought my son was ruining everything. I thought he was in trouble. I thought... He was a troublemaker, um, that we had to fix him. That's the relationship that I had. It was my thoughts about my kid. 
but my controlling. Will, huh? Controlling. Oh, how, do, yeah. how do I how do I control the situation to make to get the outcome that I'm seeking and looking for? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. That's exactly what I was doing. And that's what most humans do when they're feeling a lot of pain and a lot of negativity is they'll try to control the other person, right? That's like, and then what that is, that's abdicating responsibility. That's like saying, Hey, it's your fault. You're to blame. You fix yourself. And I'm just going to sit here and wait. Mm -hmm. It's unhelpful. Right. But my role is not to be their friend. My role is to be their parent. That's what I signed up for. That's who I am biologically. (laughs) Like I'm the parent, I'm the mom. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference how I show up if I remember my role, because my role influences my relationship, right? So if I have a relationship with my husband, my role is, is a wife in that, in that scenario. Or if I'm friends, then that's my role. But between me and my child, my role is the parent. And I mm-hmm. think that's so helpful to remember. And that's, we'll get into that another time, which I'm super excited about. But that's just something to remember. Um, you want to really look at boundaries for yourself, what you're willing, kind of like the values of your home, what you're willing to put up with, what you're not, and what you're going to do about it. Not what you're going to make your kid do or not do. Cause you can't do that. Yeah. And I think a good one with establishing boundaries for yourself is also like, how am I going to take action instead of being reactionary? Um, I think that can be a really profound boundary um, in regards to, again, understanding what you have control over and what you don't have control over and how to help feed into a healthy example of who you want to be as a parent and how you want to show up in the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Taking this time while your kid is at wilderness to get on the same page as the other parent. What does that have? Why does that matter? (laughs) Yeah, who knows, right? (laughs) Dad saying one thing, mom saying another. Oh my gosh. It's like Well, there's well, there's not only that, but there's also, I mean, I come from I come from uh, a home of divorced parents where I split time between the two households. I manipulated the living bejesus out (laughs) of both of them. You know, if I got in trouble with one parent, I ran to the other one's house. If I got in trouble with another parent, I ran like just because that they were just because they were separate and divorced doesn't mean that they need to have an entirely different set of rules regarding me and making sure that I still took some accountability and responsibility for what I was doing in the relationship as well as what I was doing as an individual. And, you know, I think, I think all kids, whether, whether parents are divorced or not, all parents, if they get an answer that they don't like, they're going to run to the other parent oh, to I, see if they can't get a different answer. Right. Yeah, kids, kids are, um, uh, what is it? Well, well-trained crafty? In, in knowing crafty? where to <laughs> crafty. Yeah. Well-trained in finding the weakness in that fence. Right. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have just a few, a few tips on this. This can be really tricky. One, this, this is a few things that I can suggest is life is an experiment. And I had to realize that my husband has some ideas and I have some ideas and I don't actually always have to be right. Did you hear that, honey? I actually don't. 
<laughs> that I can actually, this is our situation. I can actually let him try some things out and see if they work. I, I honestly don't know if my ideas are going to work either. I think I, I think I know, but I don't. Sure. And so that sure. was one thing that I had to like, really, I really did. I had to learn to step back and try just, we honestly, sometimes are like, take turns. All right, let's try that. Let's try your idea. Okay. Well, it's my turn. I don't know. Let's try it this way. Um, you know, let's mm. come up with this boundary. Let's see if it works. Six weeks later, we're like, ah, that didn't go so well. Let's try another idea. Um, and, and remembering that it's not, a, it's not about being right or wrong. And it's not even coming up with the best idea because you actually don't know. It's coming from a place of what is most, most wanted, which is to help your kiddo grow up into an independent, self-governing individual. That was something I had to go back to all the time, over and over and over again. And and if we could agree at least on that Mm -hmm. with the other parent, um, Mm -hmm. we at least were getting somewhere. Okay, well, at least we can agree on what we're trying to do here. Then let's let's talk about some different ways to get there. And let me tell you, Mm -hmm. sometimes the other parent, whoever that might be, is really unavailable, unhelpful, or unwilling. And you know what? If that's the case, you just do the best you can when the child is in your home. That's all you can do. You can't go and and manage and control the other adult. Right. It's just another another relationship that you have to realize what you yeah. can and can't control. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another podcast right there as well. <laughs> it is. It, it, it really is. is. Yeah. You know, when, well, I'm just going to say this because I honestly believe it. Um, throughout our lives, well, I just think that everyone... <laughs> at any point in their life, regardless of age, should always be taking some time to work on their own self-growth, take self-inventory and be working on themselves. Um, Hopefully actively versus passively, um, just to enhance who they are as people, um, who we are as individuals in the world and how we have the ability to show up for the relationships that we are in with other, other people. And when your teen is off the wilderness, well, you know, the day-to-day struggles that may have been happening or the day-to-day distractions um, aren't as prevalent. So what a fantastic time to either begin or re yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that the process of, of self-inventory and self-work. Yeah. I mean, here's the, the truth is even if you're, even if your kiddos at, at a wilderness and then maybe he does go to a, a treatment center or a boarding school or whatever, at some point they're going to come home at some point. You know, even yep. if it's not at 18, maybe they're, they go to a transition living place, whatever. But at some point, they are going to come home. This, and, and we want to be ready for it. We, we want to be more helpful. I think, I know I did. He, our experience was that, you know, we send our, our son to wilderness. I, I, tr- I did what I could at the time. 
I read books. I tried to find support and help. I did not find very much at the time. Um, I read whatever the therapist told me to read, my the wilderness therapist, and I, I did what I could. And um, when my son came home, we we had taken baby steps. We we had, but the real real change happened in our family. Not when my son changed, not when he had tools, but when I changed. That's when everything started functioning forward. That's when we really started to see some progression because I am the parent. I have so much influence. You don't think you have influence because your kiddo just went off the rails and they wouldn't listen to you and they wouldn't um, obey you and they were swearing at you and you feel like you're so helpless. But the truth is you do have so much influence if you can channel it in an appropriate and helpful way. And I, but I right. didn't know how. So after I learned how to do that, how to emotionally regulate, how to turn my chair toward my child, how to think of him as an individual instead of a tyrant ruining my life, and all these things shifted for me, that's when, that's when things started to really move because I have so much influence over, over him. But I, I just wasn't wasn't doing it in a helpful way or a productive way. So it was like night and day, the difference between just my, my child having the tools and and trying to change in wilderness, which was even out of the home. It just, (laughs) if, if you come away from, from this podcast, just, just scratching your head enough to think, Oh, I, I have a part to play. That would be enough for me. This, I, Absolutely. Want, I just want to shout it from the mountaintops that the parents, they can, they can have so much helpful influence over the family dynamic. Can they change their kiddo? No, no, that's not the point. That's not what we're doing, but can they change themselves a thousand yes. times? Yes. Yes, they can. I feel like literally the home cannot change unless the parents are willing to see themselves as contributors to the discord of the parent-child dynamic. But mm-hmm. once they own this, they can be part of the solution and they can help right. guide their kiddos to, to be more self-governing and to become independent and to be choosing things that are more helpful than hurtful to them. I just, right. I, I, I am my own witness that it can help. It can help. And that's really becoming and being the change that you, that you're seeking. Yeah. Yes. That's the best way that I could summarize that is become the change that you seek. Wow. Yeah. Victor Frankl has that quote. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Thank you, Victor Frankl. (laughs) That's it. Is there anything else you want to say, Seth? Um, Yeah. I think there is. Um, and now granted this, this is a, again, this is a whole nother podcast, but um, it's something that I just want to like scratch the surface on. And that is understanding. I think this is a great time to learn and discover the difference between 
being a leader parent versus being an authoritative parent or a friend parent. Um, and I think we all know what an authoritarian parent is and looks like someone who dictates what a child does, when they should do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, a friend parent is pretty self-explanatory as well. It's the, you know, I want to be your friend and, oh, no, it's okay. You don't have to do that. And you end up saying those things because you are wanting to appease um, in order to gain uh, acceptance, essentially, yeah. from, from your child. The peace. Yeah, or you want to keep the peace, or it's it's not worth my time and energy to tell them that I really want them to be doing X instead of Y. But then there's being a lead, you know, but then there's being a leader parent. And there's so many benefits to being a leader parent because you know, when we actually think about a leader, it's somebody that we that we trust, that we value. Um, it's also, but it's also somebody who seeks our opinion um in regards to matters so that we come up with solutions to problems that are beneficial to everybody. Um, like I said, this is just barely scratching the surface on that, but um, learning and understanding what it is to be a leader parent, I think is invaluable to the dynamic as well. Yeah, So invaluable. I wrote a six hour seminar on it. <laughs> and I've taught it everywhere that I've ever worked. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so glad yeah. you said that. I'm so glad you brought that up. It is so true. And mm-hmm. here's the cool part. If you want to learn more, there's more podcasts We're coming. Here. And this is what we do. Absolutely. Thank Welcome. you so much for your time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember, parents, the change begins with us.